sanctifying time, the transition from slavery to freedom and the beginning of Jewish time. If you were to ask someone to tell you the first month of the Jewish calendar, they would likely reply Tishrei when we celebrate Rosh Hashanah, literally translated as the beginning of the year. But if you look in the Torah, you will see that Rosh Hashanah is described as falling in the seventh month. When the Jews are about to leave Egypt, they are given their first mitzvah as a people. It is the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh, sanctifying the months, beginning with the month of Nisan. The pasuk in Shemot, Perak Bet, so Shemot 12 reads as follows, Vayomer Adonai el Moshe v'el Aharon be'eret Mitzrayim le'mor. So Hashem says to Moshe and to Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, HaChodesh hazelachem rosh chodashim. This month will be for you the beginning of months. Rishon hulachem, it will be the first for you, lechodshe hashanah of the months of the year. So the Ramban helps us understand this mitzvah a little bit further. And he says, HaChodesh HaZalachem Rosh Chodashim Zu mitzvah rishona Shetzivah HaKadosh Baruch Hu at Yisrael Al Yudei Moshe. This is the first mitzvah that Hashem commanded to the Jewish people through Moshe. And he continues, V'tam HaChodesh HaZalachem Rosh Chodashim And the reason that this month is the first of months for you, Sheyimnu Oto Yisrael Chodesh Rishon that the Jewish people will count it as the first month. And from it, they will count all the rest of the months, the second, the third, until they complete a 12-month year. In order that through this, there'll be a remembrance of the great miracle. Anytime they reference the months, again, these number of months, this miracle will be remembered. As you'll see, the, the months don't have a name in the Torah. Rather, they say, It says, in the second year, in the second month, not lehanan. In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, etc. That's a reference to Rosh Hashanah. And so too by all the other examples in the Torah. So similarly, we count the days of Shabbat from, this is a Yom Sheni B'Shabbat, Yom Shlishi B'Shabbat, we, we count the week in reference Shabbat. Kach hazechira b'yetzit mitzrayim b'manotenu ha-chodesh ha-rishon ha-chodesh ha-shini v'ha-shlishi l'gu'ulatenu. So too we mention when from the exodus of Egypt in our counting, we say this is the first month, the second month, from our redemption. She'ein ha-minyan l'shanah, it's not a matter of counting the years, when we actually count years, that's from Tishrei, like we describe the holiday of gathering, that's Sukkot, is at the beginning of the year. It also says when, they, when the year exits. And so, in other words, to explain from here how we call Nisan, uh, the first one, and we call Tishrei, which is 
the beginning of the counting of years as the seventh month, Pitrono Rishon the Geula Ela. It is the first the Geula, and Tishrei is the seventh from the Geula. Vezetam Rishon Hulachem, and this is the reason why it says it is Rishon for you. Sheinin Rishon Bashana, it's not the first of the year. Abalhu Rishon Lashem Hanikra Lo Lezichron Geula Tenu. But it is the first, uh, and it's called such in reference, in remembrance to our redemption. So that's the Ramban. And he really helps us to understand this leading mitzvah and the multiple ways in which we refer to the months of the year. In commemoration of the miracle of the Exodus and the formation of our people, we reference the months of the year from the Exodus. The Torah describes annual events in reference to this singular event. This is similar to how we reference the days of the week in terms of Shabbat. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot are described by the Torah as falling in the seventh month. When it comes to calculating complete years, we count from Tishrei. Our system of tracking time reflects and continually references the foundational events of the Exodus from Egypt. The Ramban also notes that sanctifying the months is, quote, the first commandment which the Holy One, blessed be he, commanded Israel through Moses. Unquote. The Rav explains some of the philosophy of this mitzvah and why it is so central to our transition from slavery to freedom. He says, quote, time is of critical importance, not years or months, but seconds and split seconds. This time awareness and appreciation is the singular gift granted to free man because time belongs to him. It is his time and he can utilize it to the utmost or waste it. A free man does not want time to pass. He wants time to slow down because to him, time is a treasure. To the slave, however, time is a curse. He waits for the day to pass. The slave's time is the property of his master. No matter how hard he may try to be productive in his time, he will not reap the harvest of his work. Therefore, he is insensitive to time. His sense of the movement of time, the passing of hours, days, weeks, is very dull. Life to the slave, personality, is motionless. The Judaic philosophy of time comes to expression in the text of Kiddush. In physics, time is quantified, measured by the clock. But pure time, real time, cannot be quantified. It is pure quality. With Kiddush, we sanctify time and endow it with creativity and meaning. It is the first thing we do as a free people at the Seder. The first commandment they were given in Egypt, marking the commencement of their liberation, was to mark time. This, quote, this month shall be to you the beginning of months, end quote. We've gained the consciousness of time, and therefore we are free. End quote from the Rav. As we stood upon the precipice of freedom, we were poised to leave slavery behind us. Having been subservient to Paro, we would soon be able to design our own lives and direct our own time. Prior to this transition, we were given the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh, sanctifying our time. Freedom is a means to living lives of purpose and ultimate value. We count, calculate, and appreciate our time in reference to this divine gift of freedom.